From the Allen Media Worldwide Headquarters Studios, this is Deconstructing Dallas. Joining you today, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams, uh, and uh, it's a somber day here in Dallas. We've lost one of Dallas's finest, uh, Officer Rogelio Santander. Uh, he and his partner were injured last night uh, by by gunshot wounds. His partner, of course, Crystal Almeida. Uh, officers responded to an altercation at uh, the Home Depot off Forest and 75 last night. And uh, we learned today that Officer Santander has uh, passed away earlier this morning. And we're bringing this episode to update you on the situation and how you can help. But right now, let me bring in my, my co-host, Sean Williams. Sean. Our thoughts and prayers are with Officer Santander's family. He was a three-year veteran of the Dallas Police Department. Badge number 10934. He and his partner both were three-year veterans. Crystal is also a three-year veteran of the police department. And, you know, last night we had an opportunity to see our Dallas Police Department at their best, even as they had heavy hearts, even as they were mourning the loss, or at that time someone that they knew that were in serious critical condition, they still put that aside to do their jobs, to chase down um, the suspect in this incident. And, you know, I want to definitely say thank you to those folks for for getting him off the street and for the diligence that it takes in order to go about a, not only just a pursuit, but an investigation to find someone who is evading uh, them and doesn't want to be caught. And, you know, we'll talk a little bit later to De- Detective Freddie Frazier about not only how folks can help um, these officers who who whose lives and whose families have been changed forever by this incident, uh, but also he talks a little bit about kind of what happened last night um, as it re- relates to the chase. Sean, I know this is something that hits close to home for you. Obviously, uh, if our listeners don't know, you spent some time as a civilian with the Dallas Police Department and. Um, uh, know, you know, quite a few of those folks that that serve our city. Uh, you know them quite well, and spent spent some time with them. Um, and uh, we both uh, were were here helping out uh, during seven seven sixteen when when we lost uh, four DPD officers and a DART officer during that shooting episode. So uh, it's a, it's a you know yet again here we are with another situation in our great city, and uh, you know the good the thing that we can uh, take to heart is that our our uh, officers are among the finest in the nation. You know, as a member of the police department, it was not until right there at the end, because I left uh, the department to come here about three weeks after the incident mm-hmm. in July 2016. And throughout my tenure and, and the minute for a number of years before, we had not lost an officer in the line of duty. Right. And, um, you know, you I don't know. I don't think any of the officers take for granted uh, that they that they literally are putting their lives on the line every day uh, to protect us. Um, but it, it is very sobering um, here, not quite two years later, to have another loss of life in the line of duty. Um, but, you know, it, it underscores the the 
oath that these officers and the oath that law enforcement officers take uh, when they are when they swear to protect us, when they swear to to put their lives on the line in an incident sure. like what happened on yesterday. And so, you know, we again want to <clears throat> just make sure that that we continue to support the officers who are uh, again, you know, doing their job to the fullest every single day. And I know, uh, you know, we had a number of folks throughout our city, throughout our county, who were involved in uh, this investigation to make sure that that someone, uh, the suspect here, was brought to justice. That's right. And, you know, we were in the Trimble household. We were watching my wife, of course, is the chief of staff for the Dallas County judge. And I know uh, Judge Jenkins was at Presbyterian Hospital during um, during the press conference. And so we were keeping a keen eye on the situation uh, in our household. And I know you were a little closer to the action um, last night and, and saw some of the, uh, the when it when it was coming to a conclusion. Yeah. Last night was tribute night. And so we were out at Ivy Tavern doing trivia night. And then, you know, right around nine o'clock, you started hearing sirens and more sirens and helicopters. You know, we also have someone here in the office that lives close to that area who reported hearing the same thing. And then we went outside and you just saw a stream of lights, a stream of uh, police cars coming through. Um, I mean, I, I think if it was 100, I, I wouldn't be surprised they came through. And, and then we then realized that it was the, 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 the chase of the suspect. But I knew that there was I'd never seen anything like it. And so I immediately realized that this had to be associated with yeah. the shooting that had happened earlier. And, you know, fortunately, it was brought to a conclusion without any additional injuries um, or loss of life. Well, so you, uh, pretty interesting and and obviously you know scary stuff and and grateful that we have dedicated individuals serving our city that you know keep us from having to see some of this stuff. So um, why don't we take a break? We're going to be back to visit with Detective Frederick Frazier of the Dallas Police Department, also the chair of the Assist the Officer Foundation. If you want some more information on that uh, organization, go to atodallas.org. Uh, we hope you'll join us in in supporting our brave men and women and uh, those that are fallen, those that are injured, and their families. So back after a quick break. Thanks for joining us on Deconstructing Dallas. Deconstructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble and Sean Williams. And Sean, we are uh, pleased to have our special guest today, Detective Frederick Frazier with the Dallas Police uh, Department. Uh, Detective Frazier is also the chair of the Assist the Officer Foundation here. And uh, we wanted to, you know, bring you in, Detective, and visit with you about about last night. And we have a lot of folks uh, in, in our world that They've reached out and they want to know how they can help. Absolutely. And uh, thank you for having me on the show. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, the, the events that happened yesterday are, are events that happen all over America. Uh, it's an unfortunate uh, situation, but we have a wall downstairs that now has 85 officers on it. Uh, 85 death, dead officers that have, that have died in the line of duty at the Dallas. And so 
you have when you have that, you kind of figure out how to do it. You figure out how to how to help one another and how to help those families. Uh, so we started our foundation in '99 uh, to just do that to to help those families, uh, not only for death, but if, if you got an officer, you know that that's uh, that's been hurt, that's that's broken a leg, that's been shot, uh, that has cancer. It, it, there's so many different facets of a person. That you, that's what the the foundation's for. So what we're going to do on this, uh, like we've done in the past, is raise money, raise awareness. Uh, and then at the end of the, end of the day, uh, money's going to go to the fallen officer and to the injured officer. Uh, the fallen officer's family will obviously receive the money and the injured officer, who's going to have a long, long-term rehabilitation process, will need uh, that money to rehabilitate herself. And it's going to it's going to be needed. Uh, you have a young officer that hardly has any time on this department. That means she doesn't have any sick time. She has no vacation time. And she's now she's got a uh, you know, a, almost a catastrophic injury. Who knows what, how long she's going to be out. So we come in and we're going to provide that assistance for her to seek other treatment, to, to pay those bills, uh, and, and just to make ends meet for life. And, you know, we, obviously I know you from my time at the police department and unfortunately these are things that you see, but even coming in here at the DPA to see your members, officers are still going about their job. Uh, they're still doing things, but they still it's still opportunities for the community to show that they care. Absolutely. And our, that's why we created Assist the Officer Foundation, because we know that, you know, it's no different than last night when we saw, you know, we were in chase with this comeback and we saw people, you know, put, pointing to go get him. Uh, and wanting to do, you know, they want to, they want to do something, right? So then, when the 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 end result is, they want to open up their wallets uh, because they know there's no reason sending a card. Well, they can't send a card. That's great and all, but they know that monetary value is going to be more than anything. So they want to send a donation in. They want that money to be used towards that officer's whatever needs, and that's where we come in to direct that mon- the funneling of that money. And where can people go to find you if they want to make a donation? Yep. Well, you've got our Facebook site. We've got our Dallas Police Association Facebook site. We've got our Twitter page uh, for Dallas Police Association. All those have links on there that are already pinned for our donation page for Assist the Officer Foundation. Or you can go directly to assisttheofficerdallas.org. We have a donation page. It's set up already running. And they can go direct donation there. all the proceeds from the that go into these these accounts that that get the money into the donation, all the proceeds are going to these families, minus the the credit card fees and the processing fees. There's no way we can get around that. We've tried for years. Uh, that's how they make their money. Last night, you know, I was at the Ivy Tavern, which is right down the street from where you all eventually apprehended the suspect. And, you know, I saw more cars than I've ever seen uh, with flashing lights going to chase this guy down. And, you know, I know you were part of that pursuit from the, the moment that the call went out. Can I know you can't get an investigation talk, but can you talk a little bit about what happens when something like this goes on and how you get involved with your with what you do at the, at the police department? Well, you know, that's, uh, and, I, and I can talk about, you know, where, where what happens in a police chief, what happens in a mindset when you have an individual where you have almost a code 100. Our code 100 is to destroy, to make sure that that person is not going to hurt the public. And we were in a situation like that with this guy. We have him shooting at the police officers as he's driving. He's 
hitting squad cars. He's, you know, he is driving reckless. He's going through yards. Y'all saw it on the news. Uh, he's driving in places of, of our, our city where you don't have a police chase. Uh, you've got a high volume of, of the public walking across these streets, and you've got this individual in a stolen vehicle that is driving like a maniac, and he's all he wants to do is get away, and he does not care for life. All he wants to do is get away. And so we're doing our best to contain him in areas, uh, setting up perimeters all the way around where he's driving. You've got the helicopter on top guiding most of us where we're going, cutting off, uh, calling out cross streets. It's a lot like the movies, other than you're a NASCAR driver at the time. And and you're in a car that's not built for NASCAR. Right. You're, in a, you're in a car that's built to do everyday job, uh, but you're driving it uh, to where the wheels come off. Uh, and that's, I can't describe it, but we, and you know, the one thing that's, that's, uh, that's, that's you just you attribute to this to police department is the men and women on this department did everything they could as professional as they could and you've got half of them in that chase last night that never been in a chase yeah they've never been in a chase ever in their life they've only heard of them you know the chases when i came on the department 23 years ago we chased people every day and we chased them until the wheels came off and it was a it was scary it was fun but it was controllable so you have guys out there and girls out there that've never been in that chase and they're trying to figure out what the hell am i in right now uh, they've done a ma- I don't one not one car was wrecked no citizens cars were wrecked uh, uh, only damaged property was the was the scumbag running into the car the park car where he was at uh, and uh, so you have minimal damage uh, no injuries and you got a bad guy in custody that's uh, that's amazing. That really speaks to the the training that goes into you know getting getting your uh, your your guys and gals on the force ready for you know being out on the streets and keeping us all safe. So you know, hats and, off to y'all. And again, you know, I, I still think about officers are taking calls today. Officers are, are yep. you know people are calling nine one one. People are needing help. And even through a process of grieving a brother who uh, has been uh, killed in the line of duty. And a sister who's still injured, they are still protecting our citizens, still taking calls a day. Yeah, that's the one thing about this job. It never stops. You know, when that those officers went down, the other shift was coming in. And when that shift came, got off, another shift came in. When that shift got off, another shift came in. It's still rolling. Uh, I went out this morning at 5. Uh, we ran warrants. And it weighs on you. You know, mm-hmm. you thought right. about what you just saw. You thought about what you just did. And now you're back in the action and you're doing it all over again. It just doesn't stop. And that's the one thing the citizens don't see. They they see, oh, they're just driving around in squad cars. Trust me, uh, <laughs> those officers are doing so much you just don't see. And, and that's a good thing because they don't want you to see those things because that, that's the part of the element of life that we would rather not, you know, that, that criminal element, we'd all rather not be there, but it is there. And those officers are facing evil every single day and they're getting it away from you. And that's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to protect you. You know, as a civilian, you know, having the opportunity to see what you guys do, I can say it's a lot of stuff that people don't want to know. It's a lot of stuff, you know, these types of folks that y'all are, are dealing with on a daily basis. This is every day, every single day. This is every day. And so, you know, again, hats off to, to you hats off to all of our officers not only in dallas but across our north texas area and across the country who are putting their lives again people think it's a cliche but on days like today people realize putting their lives on the line 
every day. Absolutely. And that's the one that message we have to send. You, and Ryan, you hit it on the head. This is one of the best trained departments in the country. And it's been that way for many, many years. The reason why it is like that is because it's trained by officers. You hear a lot of talk about uh, having civilians over the police academy, changing that, saving a little money here. Okay, what are you really saving? You're you're having somebody teach somebody that doesn't work those streets. You need the knowledge of the streets to come teach the people that are going to those streets. That's why you have them there. You know, you don't you, you don't you don't change that up in midstream and then you say, let's see, we can save a few bucks here. Uh, it's just not going to work. Dark Academy is what it is as far as when you look at the facade of it, but the the internal workings of that academy are absolutely amazing. Yeah, I mean, I drive by the Northeast Patrol every day on my way to work, and the, the men and women that work there are just outstanding. I've been in there several times, and they not only are well-trained, but they're compassionate, and they you know, know how to deal with um, this population and the neighborhoods, and so, you know, hats off to y'all, and you know, that's why we're here. We want to encourage people to get involved and, and step up to the plate and help out our uh, our, uh, our men Absolutely. and women in uniform. So thank you for coming on, no, Detective. We really appreciate it. Is there anything else you want to no, add? No, I just, if you want to give uh, Assist the Officer Foundation, you can just Google it, and it's going to pop up, Assist the Officer Foundation Dallas, uh, and you're going to find one of the donation pages. It's that simple. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's a dollar or $500. Uh, all that money adds up in the end, and all that money is going to go to those families. Well, th- thanks again, uh, Detective Frazier. This is Sean Williams, Ryan Tremble on Deconstructing Dallas. We'll be right back after this. Detective Frederick Frazier for coming on with us to talk about the Assist the Officer Fund, uh, Foundation. Again, atodallas.org is an opportunity to assist the families of the officers who have been affected by uh, last night's incident at the Home Depot. And again, we can't really give enough thanks and praise to the men and women who serve us here at the Dallas Police Department, the finest police department in the nation. And again, these officers are out doing their job today, even as they've had uh, one of their colleagues to succumb to his injuries on last night. They are still protecting and serving. And for that, we want to say thank you. Yeah, and thank you to all those who have already given. Uh, for those of you who are looking for an opportunity, again, Assist the Officer Foundation is the way to go. Uh, a lot of people will want to, you know, take a casserole to their local substation or, or uh, you know, try and send a case of bottled waters. The, the best way to help these folks right now is to uh, get online, call in, donate to atodallas.org. Uh, and uh, send a monetary donation. That will go directly to helping these families. Uh, and, um, you know, it, it's, it's a tough time for them. And so any, any help you can provide is, 
goes directly to them and is very much appreciated. It doesn't have to be a lot. Every little bit helps, and uh, it's just one way we can uh, show our appreciation for them. Uh, And, um, you know, thank you for your consideration of that request. Well, again, we want to thank Detective Frazier for coming on with us, and thanks to all of our listeners. And we ask, again, for you to join us in supporting uh, the men and women of the Dallas Police Department. We will be back next week with another episode. But, again, thanks for uh, your your patience with us. Thanks for listening, and thanks for your support. Uh, This is Deconstructing Dallas. Sean Williams, Ryan Trimble. Adios.